If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. New oil. And information is power. You use information to drive things. And I would say, what do we even call illiterate in Ghana? Someone mm. can't speak English. Yes. If you think about it. Exactly. Doesn't mean the person is not intelligent. Yes. And so if that's the case, then they can learn mm. things in science with the whether that is coding and, and tech stuff, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, even technology has to do with problem solving. So just because I do not articulate or speak English or, or do social science or one plus one doesn't mean that I cannot think. Well, and so I feel like that is not the case. <laughs> yes, and so Martin, I didn't ask you which was your lead. I mean you said education was your lead. Yes, I do. Yes, I think so. So, yes. Which would be your lead? Science and technology. Okay. So, you you took that one as your number one? Yes. Which of her ideas would you have pinched to add to yours? I'll go for the leadership. (laughs) (laughs) Since I also do dedication. Right. What about the leadership? What what about what she said? You know know what she said? Yes, so I I think the. Cut the allowances. Yes. Let people feel what we feel. Yeah, of course. So the Let sense of empathy shouldn't be fake. You should be yeah. experiencing it. There right. should be a personalized, uh, you know, experiences. Uh, let me say, you, you have to feel the pain of the followers mm. to be a very good leader. Right. Right. So that you don't live in your own world mm-hmm. thinking that you are solving the problem from the ordinary person when you are not living like that. Right. And in the country where you, you have scarce uh, resources, Buying a four-wheel drive instead of building a screw block in a village mm. is not a good idea. So I also go for the same thing. So leadership is very important. And the fact that you need to train leaders, we shouldn't expect leaders. If we don't, we shouldn't let uh, elections elect leadership for us. So we have to also train people to be very empathetic. They should be leaders in their own making before we put them into positions. Right. So let me, let me throw at you an idea that was shared last week by Dr. Isia Right. Uh, she says, and she said, and this is the exact point she made last four years. And she's oh, wow. still stuck with the same point <laughs> in the same series. We did a series last four years, June, yeah. June 2016. And, mm. and she last week she says, we must have a compulsory leadership training institute or, or, or methodology leadership training right from the youth mm. people must be trained to be leaders so that when they are leading they understand managing people they understand empathy right. they understand all the attributes of leadership would you subscribe to that idea fantastic train, yes e- exactly yes and then the i think social leadership let me coin in a way in a typical university they expect you to write your own longacy they expect you to write your own longacy they expect me to write my own longacy so why don't you put us together to write one, one subject. So it teaches us how to work in a, in a team and think in a team. So that when we become leaders and we are also in parliament trying to solve a problem, we think collectively instead so of doing everything in silos. If you have your own way, instead of individual projects, it will be group projects. Exactly. And the Chinese are doing it at the, the, with the younger people. They have all this, last time I read about, they have this DNA camp where you can send children between the ages of three to five where they do a lot of exercise and they can tell you six professions that your child can 
do uh, what do you call it engaging effectively and they'll be professional <laughs> evidence based <laughs> exactly. and that's what they are doing so for me if we don't raise leaders to grow into positions we will have people in positions who are not leaders so we'll be expecting too much from people who don't have the leadership skills to drive us to the future and i always say that the future is is created it's not a date on the calendar if you just joined us this is a conversation about my ideal ghana pull out your own device or your notepad and write down what your ideal Ghana would look like. Let's have a conversation on social media. Which of the ideas do you subscribe to? Join us on our Facebook pages. Let's find out which one do you do you check or do you, is this freaking you? Which one is really boring you? In fact, what you know about the ones that are boring you as well. So let's find out which ones you don't agree with at all. But that's the, the essence of a debate. That we can have a conversation and really not be too worried that, uh, that who's thinking and how are they feeling. For instance, I read philosophy as my minor. I read economics as my major philosophy as my minor. And it's always been taught that philosophy is that unwanted subject that you want to take off the curriculum and do more industry-related topics. Maximus is saying philosophy must be at the very heart, the very core of subjects that people learn in school because it will help them to think. What do you think of this? So, um, with the philosophy, I do agree about critical thinking. But can I just tweak it a little why not to say from my personal experience i my life was transformed when i could finally answer the question of why i'm african and right. why i'm Ghanaian, and why i'm black because i struggled with that for a long time tell us about that and i had this huge identity crisis because i grew up in zimbabwe and i remember like i didn't even know i was black so i was living there and that was like during the Mugabe time where race was a thing. People don't even know how bad it was. And people ask, even Zimbabweans, uh, how about, how about even to the point where Zimbabweans themselves would come and ask me, why are you so black? Why are you, as your blood green? And imagine a five-year-old trying to make sense <laughs> of something that she cannot, yes, and they were my classmates. And I, I couldn't, something I couldn't control, I had to make sense of. Everything that was great, whether it was the books I read, had all these kids, they didn't look like me. Mm-hmm. And so I remember even my parents, I was like, why are my parents black? I even I wasn't even comfortable with the way my parents looked. As a kid growing up, and that shaped my identity, my thought process. I lived in France for a bit, race was a thing. How, how many countries have you lived in? Yeah, like, oh, like the, the roughly about, <laughs> yeah, about 15. And you know the one fun, five. one five, and you'll be surprised that it's even interesting because the last place I was actually living, living in was in South Africa, and I was right. in Cape Town. And I was there when race, I went to UCT, and race was a thing, it was a topic. Mm. So I had to even face myself, my identity thing there. That's when I said that life is a confidence game. Mm. And you can only go as far as how you think you are. You see, a cup is there, but when it doesn't know its purpose, what can it do? A lot of Africans don't even know why mm. they're African or why they look the way they look. And when you start answering the identity, they don't teach you that. No Americans have this proud, I'm American. We don't have anything about I'm African. What, what do you think we should do differently? I feel like it should be taught in school. Identity. Mm. Your history. How should it be taught? In this, from a very practical sense. So even started with the... So you see, because the way history is taught is... Usually our history books are actually written by other people. Mm. But how do you teach history in a way, even to kids, where they can get interested? Like, oh, this happened in Africa. There's so many... Even cesarean section. Some of the first case of... Happened in East Africa. You know, people even in West Africa, majority of even the great Bantu migration that started in East Africa. Many of us in Ghana here are not from here. So that means you begin to, why are you even being tribalistic in the first place? Because even if you have to check your roots, maybe you didn't even come from here. So these 
topics like this will get you thinking, oh, wow, Africa, look at the pyramids, even in Axum, there's a queen in Axum uh, with one eye who fought the Romans. A lot of people don't even know about her. We had a very interesting discussion in mm. Africa and God's purpose mm. um, on time with Pastor Very, very revealing. And right. again, many people are like, whoa, how come this never featured in our conversation? So you are seeing that understanding your Africanness right. was for you one of the biggest game changers mm. of your life. We subscribe to the idea that many people without that kind of understanding are living a life subpar. Would, you, would, would that be your thinking? Um, yes, unfortunately, I will have to say that because right. you meet people like that and you engage with them and that is why we continue to sign contracts uh, as a state and we'll give up the best to people who look in cold Caucasian. When you see a child by hey, you know, or Bruni, that idea mm. is an inferiority complex. Yeah. But how do you don't, you can't negotiate for your your, your worth even in, with anybody when you don't have a proper sense of self, and that comes from understanding what it means to be African. It's beyond the idea of black. So why did you choose that as your number one? It's interesting because so my the the list I, I didn't see um I didn't I, should, I wanted to incorporate it into education in fact because mm. I feel like it should be. What is not on the list? Which is called thinking sexy. That is so true. Class, I mean, talk, take the sheets, tear it into pieces, and write number two. Identity. Identity. All right, number one, identity, and then whatever you are giving us, number two to thirteen, just add it. It changed my life, right? Really, right. That point you make is a huge point. So let's come back to your lead, your lead point. In all your in all your com- communication, you seem to promote the idea of tailoring. Right. You seem to think that a lot of what we do, mm-hmm. or you seem to imply right. that a lot of what we do is done. It's fine, but it's not tailored yes. towards who we are. You right. said uh, religion is mm-hmm. not tailored mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. towards uh, underdevelopment right. and linking church and factories, church and schools right. will test the thing we preach 100%. much better than what we have 100%. Wow, I will address the justice and see this is what you think. 100%. What do you think of that? I agree. Mm. Is it being done already? I'm not sure it's being done. Really, I'm not sure it's being but done. Because if, are building if, if, and building. Of course, so the schools are there, the hospitals are there. And what, what, what do you want to see added? Economic empowerment needs to be part of it. Is, it. is it in the teaching? Is it in the... Uh, so the kitchen? teaching, so you can get members, set them up into... Maybe you should have a, a business aside the church. So, so they'll, say the con- they'll say the churches have gone into business and they're earning income. Yeah, so and set up the a business arm. Not for profit. I think you should set up a business arm for the church and empower the people from there. Because if you have dockers in the Bible, doing a, a fashion... A designer in the Bible and the rest. So those are things that we can also do in the but church. But what did the governors of the nation to the church? Because you know, there's so much the church has done. You want, you want us to do more? Rev, I think the, the, the issue is that, you see, I think that the government or the country must learn from the church or religious bodies. The fact that you are contributing to the growth of the religion, you don't need anybody to tell you what to do. You know if you say give and it shall be given back to you, if you know that you're, you're, the way you live your life, you account to God first before anybody, any subject involved in the particular action you want to, you want to take, then the sense of patriotism comes in, into, into focus mm-hmm. that if I'm going to take this action, it will be to the benefit of Ghana, which you don't see, but 
you take that action because it's going to benefit the country first before the people you are engaging with. So that I don't need to throw the rubbish by the roadside because I want a clean Ghana, not because I hate my neighbor. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So we need to change that thinking. Learn from the church. People give offering, give their tithes because they are doing it for the development of the kingdom. What kingdom are we building or have you conceptualized for the country, the future, the ideal Ghana, that somebody will say, okay, let me do ABCD because we want to achieve that. We all want to die. If I understand and you well. Are you saying that the, the commitment in which Christians pay their tithes and their offerings mm-hmm. yes. because of a picture that they have seen, right? That's the state should pay, pay in that same picture and pay their taxes. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And I think, I think we, they need to learn from that because if you are building a church building, for example, people contribute to build a church because they are going to sit in the same place. They are going to enjoy the air conditioning. If the seat is comfortable, they are going to do it. The pastor won't sit in every chair. The pastor won't go and sit in front of an air conditioner and enjoy all everything. You, the individuals who are contributing collectively, we are going to enjoy that experience. So that sense of ownership is what you think is the best. Exactly. What do you think? <laughs> in fact, I'm going to say two things. I'm going to say number one. With the regularization of the religion and religious element, I feel like anybody that is operating as a church, so I can't speak for other places, but or an institution. If you cannot create employment, because we are struggling with unemployment now, and poverty is the root cause of a lot of vices, whether it's armed robbery or prostitutions, prostitution, or whatever it is. And so I would say that if you cannot create that, then you have to pay tax. I thought you said you were going to ban them. No, 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 then you must pay tax because at the end of the day, as you are functioning in this context as Ghana, that's one. That's one. The second thing is this I feel like we should be able to even, but I feel like I want to say that I think that it's very redundant, or it's, it's, it's a little not futile, but and what is the verse that Jesus Christ said? He said, Look at this building, they were mesmerized, the disciples, and said, Look, in three days. So I'll tell this thing down until this are rebuild it. He was shifting them, them to a new place where it was no longer about the place, mm. the building, but about the people. And I think that we invest so much money into multi-million buildings. Somebody will even have a factory. We'll build it. We'll say, let's turn into a church, and the poor in the church will be unemployed. Mm. Why don't we put that into something that is fruitful? A building with air condition cannot bear fruit. Mm. People bear fruit. So why not empower human beings? Mm. Right. And so regulate this whole thing of multi-million dollar chairs, air condition. How many? You're there for only, what, two hours? Oh, yes. And then you go home under your house and you're struggling to even exactly. feed your children. Mm. And so I feel like... We need to also regulate church building, the planting of churches. Definitely. Because you maybe you should plant more people. Yeah. And church should be even the bank, the human being. Take that idea of church mm. to the bank, to the law firm. Be that representation of Christ wherever you are. Not in the building on Sunday for what two hours. All right. So, All right. This <laughs> is the ideal that Mami Awinada wants to have. And she says the church is not... Is not empowering people in terms of factories, in terms of schools, tax it. And if the church emphasizes more on infrastructure and is not seen to be making any input in the economic area, please de-emphasize that, that, that building project. Masmos, what do you think? I agree. So I agree. What, what will be the benchmark? What will be the, what will be the test of value from the church point of view? I think the, the economic empowerment of the people, the living standards of the members of the church, is very, very important. So it becomes a measure. So you, 
and you can use the church as as uh, a unit for development. And I remember, I think there was some write-up by, uh, I read something about Nkrumah trying to use the church as a stakeholder in the development, the fact that they influence people's opinions and views. Mm. So that whatever you want to do and achieve as a, a nation, you should use the church as your your pulpit to disseminate that information, to build that sense of patriotism, to build that sense of value into the people, the sense of identity, to educate the people. So you become an alternative source of education than just the usual spiritual, spiritual, spiritual stuff. So I agree with that. So let's enhance the living standards of the the members and everything will be very clear. Can you imagine if you are going to do National ID, and you are using the churches. It's almost seventy percent of, uh, of the uh, of the country. They are supposed to be Christian. They're supposed to be linked to a, a, a denomination. So the church much can of, even tell whether somebody is a foreigner. Some but when I come back, we talk about your monetization of arts and culture. I have some very very interesting perspectives on that. But maybe just for perspective. Okay. Mm. Um, when you mentioned the church is just for two hours, right. I just thought it would be fair to give you a bit of breath mm-hmm. and width. Right. Because I'm a full-time pastor. Okay. And I and I can mm-hmm. tell you that even 12 hours is not a fair description okay. of what goes on in church. Okay. Yeah. I think much more goes on on weekdays at church okay. than on Sundays. And okay. then the beautiful thing about church, and that's why I love these conversations. People must challenge what you do, and then we must also help them to know what we do and for them to say, whoa, so let me invite you as my guest mm-hmm. for a tour. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just show you not the spiritual. Okay. We talked about spirit, soul, and body. Right. Be my guest, and I'm going to take you on maybe a one-week tour okay. of purely, not the spirit, mm-hmm. but the soul <laughs> <laughs> of church work. And I think you'll be quite quite happy. Mm-hmm. Not surprised. I, I'm, I'm not bothered about the surprise, but quite happy okay. about what is being done for vulnerable children, for rural areas with cancer, wow. yeah. what is being paid, mm-hmm. for widows who are on a monthly salary, oh. mm-hmm. and for people who are being educated for nothing, wow. just because they are part of church. Oh. And you would enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. You can then become an ambassador for church. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as I am an ambassador for church. Right. All right, so let's talk about our uh, 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 hip life and our music and let's find out from Maximus Maximus you say we should monetize our festivals you know one thing that struck me when you said let's do a, a, a blockbuster movie mm. I just found out listen some people have written books about our history and made millions of money some people have done films about our history and made millions of money I mean, would it be nice if we ourselves did it ourselves mm. and then monetize it mm. what kind of mindset is required to truly monetize our arts, our culture, our entertainment, what would it take? I think that our, our authentic uh, identity, our authentic story, and our authentic history. Is that what Mami was talking about? Exactly. So how do we tell that story? Even when we are talking about the slave trade, it mm-hmm. started from Ghana. So you can tell a story deeper than somebody outside Ghana would tell. Mm-hmm. You won't just come and pick the, the street oral history and then they write a, a book and then the people, somebody will use that book as a foundation uh, to do a movie. And we think, okay, they've written uh, a book on, on slave trade. My daughter was doing um, African studies. Mm. And that's another matter. In, in, in a different country. And, and in the course of the curriculum, one of the books that came out was a book written by General Okran. Mm. 
general of Ukraine. Yeah. She says, oh, that, that's my grandpa. And, mm-hmm. and same thing happened to my ne- one of my nephews. Right. <laughs> and I'm saying, how many Ghanaians read that book mm-hmm. as part of their curriculum? And that's just one of those amazing things that you see. I mean, there's something we should be doing differently. Right, right. Well, I think one, one thing, I was quite surprised. My, my grandfather was a chief. He's passed on. And then I read some court documents on, about him. And they talked about how my great 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 grandfather came from another place to live in our village in 1673. Mm-hmm. I started counting 1673. <laughs> how many years? Yeah. And he he narrated that story, and it's, it's so shocking. I was like, so can't we write a story? Just pick one person like that and write a story about him. When we were building the Sugarcoffe Bridge, he was the timekeeper. So you have some of the document, yes. So those are things that, some unique stories that we can tell. One thing is certain, you both think that we should tell our story differently, we should pay more attention to our history, we should own it, and you are saying we should go beyond owning it to monetize it um, for the benefit of our people. Mm-hmm. As I wrap up on this, for me, very instructive show, let me just tell you what you said and then come back to you to tell you, ask you one thing we should stop doing as a country or one thing you think we should do. You're seeing, you're seeing our churches, our schools, and our leadership and governance, Mania, uh, Awinado, you're seeing this should be tailored. Right. And tailored, in your opinion, means churches building factories and schools and it being mandatory. If mm-hmm. not, you'll be taxed. Mm-hmm. You're seeing education should be tailored towards a coastal country mm-hmm. and an agricultural country and therefore... Everything in our education must solve some pertinent problem that you see directly right. in our environment. Right. And your third point is that our leadership and governance must be tailored in the sense that it should not make people live way above the economic reality of the people. 100%. They must be at their level to be able to appreciate who they are and where they are. 100%. Those are your three big ideas. Yes. Maximus is saying science and technology must be at the bedrock of everything that we do, and mm. every decision must be data driven. And right. so it's possible to even help people who are supposedly illiterate to understand technology mm. and work with it. Yeah. Your second point is that education must work on their mind instead of giving people just learning things to get past exam information. So you're saying things like philosophy, critical thinking must be at the heart of our education. Your mm. third point, your final point, is to make money from mm. arts, culture, and entertainment by telling our story well and packaging it for the world. Maximus, what must we stop doing? We should stop expecting uh, selected people to be leaders. We should, we should develop leaders instead of expecting it from people who are being elected. And you're talking about um, our overemphasis on elections. Exactly. We should develop leaders as a national priority. Yes. Interesting. And even if you are choosing a political leader, we should look at their leadership history and profile before mm-hmm. we select them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's powerful. Mami, what should we stop doing? I think that we should stop politicizing our economy and um, that um, using partisan or political affiliation to determine people's economic, um, how far people can go in the economy, what they can do economically. Mm. But rather, um, we should prioritize knowing that put Ghana first above everybody else. 
himself. Wow. I want to put Ghana first above everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I want to commit to developing leaders. And I want to say a big thank you to you, Maximus Ametogo. Thank you. Uh, for your contribution to this and mommy I will not you must promise to take me to the upper east we must stand this definitely yes. Yes. definitely when covid allows <laughs> mm-hmm. i love traveling around the country yeah. it used to be an annual pastime and i used mm-hmm. to set off with, without knowing my destination and comfort wow we set off and then we we'll stop anywhere we reach and sleep and then continue the next day we used to wow. do that and we'll to reach, we'll hit any border either east west or and we can go Oh, wow. the and we turn and start coming back. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. One time, wow. life has changed so much. <laughs> wow. All right, so yeah. which one is your favorite? Let's continue the discussion on social media mm-hmm. um, based on the foundation that my guests have laid. But let me remind you that from tomorrow, you will find on the core program Facebook pages and on a radio or television st- station near you a discussion on effective communication by Vera Kafui. Mills Audrey, the lead on youth engagement for the MasterCard Foundation. They are big partners on the core program alongside Solidaridad. Find that and listen to it. You will find it very engaging. Also, to note that we continue our discussion on job readiness on the core hangout on Thursday at 7 p.m. with comfort and guests looking at acing your interview. Last week, it was about about CV in, CV out, and the fact that you can write a CV and really everything you've written is out. Let's find out about the interview and avoid a situation where somebody was being interviewed with a first class in accounting and was chucked out, not for the balance sheet of a body odor. May that not be your story in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. And the third thing you want to note is that the E-Lead Conference is on Wednesday at 10 a.m. and it's about women. One of my favorite subjects. Women, know thyself. Or woman, know thyself. And it's that conference that I get crash regularly. I'm the founder and president of the Get Crashes Club. The women's mm-hmm. conference is mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, and I will be there as usual, enjoying it and being blessed by the discussions. I've enjoyed your prescriptions. You are the chief banner. You are the chief banner. Thanks for making it once again. And Thank I you. Thank you. Thanks for the podcast. It was wonderful. Thank you for having me. All right. So my name is Albert and on behalf of Team Springboard, God bless you. God bless you. See you next week Sunday at 6.30 for another edition of My Ideal Ghana. In between now and then, write your ideal Ghana and let's talk about it on social media. Good night.
keep yours. He will help you keep your heart and keep his part because he is God and he is just. You
you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.